Hello, everyone. I'm Brad Gray, and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I am a follower of Jesus, and I find the Bible to be absolutely amazing and love helping people experience it anew. Because in my 12 plus years of teaching the Bible professionally, I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. Because when the biblical text is set in its context, it becomes more relevant, compelling, and transformational than we ever imagined. My desire is for all people to experience the Bible this way and to see Jesus at the center of it all. It's to this end that I created the teaching series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. So if you find an episode particularly helpful, I'd encourage you to check out the video version as well. And please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. Friends, hello there. Welcome to another episode in the teaching series, and welcome to our upstairs little living room that we have. This is a playroom for our kids. So right behind the camera here are my kids' rooms, and there's some other things going on around the room. But um, as you can see, we've got a bunch of toys right here. This is where they all get kind of jammed and stuffed in there. And uh, if you're a little bit OCD, you're probably breaking out in hives a little bit right there. Um, But there is something in the midst of here that's going to help us to better understand Sabbath, because that's the mini-series that we're in right now. And this is part three of that series on Sabbath. And We've talked about a theology of work. We've talked about in whom do you trust, how Sabbath is an issue of trust. And in this episode, I want to look at one of the observations and look at it more in detail of an observation we made in last week's teaching when we read the Sabbath commandment in the Ten Commandments recorded in Exodus chapter 20. And one of the observations that we made is that it is the only commandment in the Ten Commandments where God references an event. So after he gives us, remember the Sabbath day, you know, six days you shall labor, but the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. He then says in verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And so it it takes us back to the beginning of the story. It takes us back to creation. And when God is saying to his people... Like, I want you to take a break. I want you to cease. He references the example of how he did this in the creation story. So, you know, God is creating on the day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. And on day seven, we are told in Genesis chapter two that he has completed his work And he rests. He blesses the seventh day and he makes it holy. And it's just a very basic observation, but I believe it is so important for us if we're going to better understand just the idea of Sabbath. Is that, friends, we were not created 
to go, 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 go. We are not 24-7 beings. And the very being that can go 24-7, namely God, is a God who takes a break and sets an example for his people to follow. Because let's be honest, God doesn't get done with creation and go, whew, that was exhausting. I'm going to need to take a day and put my feet up. Right? This is a God who is infinitely energetic. This is a God who doesn't have to take a break. And yet this is a God who takes a break and sets an example and says to his people, I want you to follow my example. And as we explored in last week's episode... We talk about this in reference to the first time the word Sabbath, Shabbat, a day of ceasing shows up, is in Exodus chapter 16. Now again, the idea of Sabbath is there in Genesis chapter 2. But how much did the people even know about this at the time? We don't know. I mean, Moses is the one who's going to give them like the backstory and more of the information on Abraham and Isaac and just the rest of the story in Genesis. But when God introduces Shabbat and he uses the word Shabbat, comes from the Hebrew verb Shabbat to cease. It's a day of ceasing. And God says to them, for six days you're going to do and the seventh day you're going to take a break. And then four chapters later, when he references this in Exodus 20, he says, take a look back at creation. I took a break as well. And friends, I would just submit to you that Sabbath is an issue of rhythm. That there is a beat, there is a cadence with which we are supposed to live life. And when God introduces, again, this idea of Sabbath back into the people in Exodus chapter 16, what's utterly fascinating is that they have just come out of Egypt. And Egypt was a 10-day week. At a couple of times during a couple of dynasties, we have that it was eight days and then a two-day weekend. But by and large, when people understood the world of ancient Egypt, it was always organized around a 10-day week. And so when God even introduces this idea of six days on and one day off in Exodus 16, this is revolutionary for them. And when you get into Exodus 20, now God is referencing the idea that he is calling them back to a seven-day week where six days they are on and one day they are not. God is helping them to see that there is a rhythm of being on for six and off for one. And probably one of the, the best ways that, that I feel like I can illustrate this, and this is something a friend shared with me years ago, um, has to do with just the idea of a drum. So, so here's the bongo drum, and um, my little boy, Zyler, who's four years old, this is his drum. We actually just got him a new drum. Uh, and the reason why we got him a new drum is just a few months ago, I came up the steps. So there are steps right over here. I came in right here into this space, you know, where his new drum is as well. He had his old drum, a drum that I got him in Jerusalem. And as I'm coming up the stairs, he has a drum flipped over and he's peeing into it, laughing his head off. All right. Life with a four-year-old right there. I mean, it's incredible. He's 
giggling his head off. And so, of course, I mean, we had to throw it out. It was just awful. And then when we got him this drum, his first words out of his mouth were, Daddy, I promise I won't pee in that one. And I was like, good, because if so, this is your last drum. Um, but here's the idea of of a drum is that a drum doesn't sound good if there isn't a beat to it. So I can just take the drum and do that and that is annoying as all get out, right? But if I take a drum, and by the way, I just have no rhythm, so just, you know, don't judge me. For those of you musicians out there, lots and lots and lots of grace. But, but if you hear something like this. That, as rudimentary as that is, sounds a whole lot better than. Why? We say, well, the beat was different, and that is true, but what's informing the beat? It's the break. It's the pause. That this is a beat, but there's no break. That's got its own beat because there's a break. And it's the break that gives the beat its soul. And friends, I would imagine that for many of us who are watching this, that our life sounds a whole lot more like this because we don't have a break in our beat. We go, 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 go. And our life is just noise. It has no rhythm. It has no beat. It has no cadence. It's just constant noise. And I believe that this is one of the main things that God was helping Israel to see is that God goes, listen, I have created you to function in such a way where you were not designed to go, 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 go. There has got to be a break in your beat in order for it to have soul, for you to be a healthy human being. And so God goes, I want you to take a break because it is healthy for you, and I haven't created you to go, 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 go. I remember several years ago, I was uh, leading one of my trips in Israel, and I had a farmer on the trip, and we were talking about this idea of cadence and rhythm and Sabbath, and, and he just said, you know, he says, I, I've got this farm, and he says, we use horses a lot. And he said, one of the things that, that we found out is he said, for a while, we would use the horses for seven days in a row, and then we would give them a day off. And he said, what we found out is that the horses were tiring out too early in the season. He said, so the next year we tried something different. And instead of giving the horses seven days on and one day off, we did five days on and one day off. And we found that as we got towards the end of the season, the horses still had way too much energy and we couldn't control them. And then we went to six days on and one day off. And he said, it was perfect. You know, in the Sabbath commandment, God says, I want you to take a break six days on one day off. This is for you. This is for your sons and daughters. This is for your male and female servants. This is for your animals, he says. And this is also for the foreigner within your gates, that there is a rhythm and that there is a cadence to how God has created the world to function, that God creates the world 
And he does the seven-day pattern. He says, listen, this is how I have created the world to function. And so that it's not that we work and then all of a sudden we take a rest. It's this idea that the rest is central and core to the beat of our life. That it is centered around the rest. I mean, even one of the fascinating observations from creation is that when did God create Adam and Eve? He created them on the sixth day. That their very first full day was to be a day of rest. And a lot of great scholars and theologians have just offered this idea that it's not that we rest from our work. It's that we work from our rest, that what's the central aspect is the rest that we have. It's the rest that we're supposed to employ in our lives, that rest isn't a reward for our work. Rest is the very thing that everything we do is supposed to be centered Around. And so it's not that God's just saying, well, I want you to take a break so that you have more energy to do more work. It's that God's saying at the center of how I've created you to function, I want you to operate out of rest. So if you're on for six days, take the seventh day off, get back to the sense of rest and find this day as a day that gives you energy and life and restores you because it's the break that gives the beat its soul. And so friends, for me, I'm reminded on the Sabbath day that I wasn't created just to go, go, go. And that in times in my life where I am not acting out of a healthy lifestyle, it's because I am doing too much and I'm not allowing rest to be part of my rhythm, not only in a Sabbath, but even in the midst of my day, to start my day, you know, with a really good night's rest, because that's how the Bible begins, right? It's evening and there's morning. The day actually begins with an evening. It begins with rest. And then out of the rest, the rest of the day unfolds. And so I need a day to be reminded of that. I need a day of rest, not just something that just gives me energy to do my work better during the week, but to be reminded I am not a beast of burden. And that one day a week, God wants us to be a human being, someone who just is, who's not doing, who's not working, who's not accomplishing and achieving. And we'll talk a little bit more about that um, in the next couple of episodes. But it is a day where we are reminded that God has created the world to work a certain way. And he has set an example, even though he didn't have to take a break, to say, you need to take a break as well. Because friends, Sabbath is an issue of rhythm. And God's question to us is, do you have rhythm? Do you have the right rhythm? Because it is the break that gives the beat its soul. So friends, thanks so much for joining me in my living room upstairs. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. May you walk out the text well in your life.